Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Rutgers fans? We are back with another episode of Believe in Rutgers. Alex Schoen is here. Ryan Cunningham is here. And we have a special guest. Mike Lieberberg is here as a guest host to talk all things Michigan as we preview Rutgers versus Michigan. Um, Brian, how are we doing? Not bad, not bad. Mike, it's a pleasure for us to join the show, you know, talking Rutgers versus Michigan. Really intriguing Big Ten matchup this week. And, you know, honestly, really important matchup when it comes to, you know, Big Ten standings. Hopefully, you know, it's a good game. Hopefully, you know, Rutgers comes out on top. But, you know, Michigan's, you know, one of those top dogs. But maybe we can slay the dragon this week. Michigan stinks. Gentlemen, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate being here, being parts of the conversation. It is an absolute honor to be with some of the brightest minds in the college football game. If I could just lead with one topic that I wanted to bring up for the group here, I'm seeing Michigan is a 10 and a half point favorite. I mean, the disrespect that the market is putting on Rutgers right now. How do we feel about that? They can go check it out on Bet Online, right? That's your cue. The NFL season full swing not be at the game this year. We can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, this week my Rams are taking on the Buccaneers. Hopefully, I think that game is probably going to hit an under, you know, two really good defenses. Hopefully, the Rams put out, pull out a win. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always on, the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. But anyway... Rutgers being, you know, that that pet point dog, I think it really comes down to, you know, Michigan being more of a more of a dumpster fire this year with Jim Harbaugh. I've always been a Jim Harbaugh guy, but he is probably on the hottest seat in America. You could say Greg Shannon is one of the coldest seats in America. Greg Shannon is going to be here for, you know, the long haul. Michigan has, I mean, Greg Tim uh, Jim Harbaugh has set really high expectations for Michigan. They clearly haven't reached those. Um, so. I think it just shows that, you know, Rutgers being Michigan State and Michigan not being Michigan State, I think that's where it comes down to. Both teams are 1-3. and three. I don't think Minnesota was as good this year as we expected. But, I mean, Michigan is still the better team, in my opinion, in this matchup. But, you know, I think the attitude going into this week is that we could definitely beat them. Yeah, and I think these are two very similar teams. Like you said, both 1-3. and three. Um, Both teams that have played pretty good competition with the exception of Minnesota for Michigan. I don't think Minnesota is that great of a football team. But on the other hand, Rutgers, you know, we we played Illinois and we didn't think Illinois was that great of a football team. So I think these are teams that have played a very similar schedule and have competed at a very similar um, similar rate. And I also think that when you look at these teams, they're both one in three. However, Michigan, you know, you would think has more talent, but Rutgers is not that far behind in talent. I mean, we've got an ex-Michigan player in Michael Dwumfort, who is arguably one of the top defensive line linemen in college football. And you don't think he's going to be motivated and ready to go against his former team? It's the Dwumfort revenge game, for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I think generally I, I would agree that uh, the teams are similar, which is kind of why I was surprised at the line. I mean, 
the schedules are just about the same, right? Like we've played the same people, Michigan State, Indiana, y'all played Ohio State and Illinois. But I mean the overlap here, like the Michigan State and in the Indiana teams, I mean, Michigan lost to Michigan State and Rutgers beat them by eleven. Granted it was week one, but I don't know. I mean, I would think that the line should be closer than ten and a half. That's the Michigan factor, you know, like it's 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 a story program, one one of the winningest programs in college football. I think they're not really looking at what's really going on there. And I think um when you look at Rutgers, these kids are galvanized. They're super inspired, right? By Coach Chiano. Um it's really hard when you're an eighteen to twenty three year old kid and the guy who's telling you, you know, he's gonna take care of you is being rumored to be the next coach of the Jets. So I, I think that I think that um we really have to take advantage and, and come out fast, punch Michigan in the mouth. And I think that Michigan's always been really good defensively. Rutgers has to step it up offensively to have a chance in this game. If we look at the if for betting purposes, this game is probably going to hit the under. Um, I think both offenses really aren't that good compared to the defense. It's going to be a more of a defensive game. Uh, Mike, going back to the Michigan State game for Rutgers, Rutgers forced seven turnovers that game. That game is almost like an anomaly when it comes to turnovers. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, that's kind of that's always been a rivalry game. You know, big brother, little brother, and Michigan. Obviously, Michigan is the big brother, but you know, lately, little brother has had the upper hand. Um, so I think it just it is the Michigan factor. What Alex was saying. Um, Mike, another question for you. I know that Joe Milton had a great game, great start to Minnesota, but the last three games have been kind of lackluster. What's your opinion of him? Because he definitely has all the talent in the world. I just don't know if he's necessarily living up to the potential that he, you know, came in with. I think generally the the offense going into the season was going to be the question mark. They had um, lost six starters going into this season. And Joe Milton was one of those players that needed to step up and show what he can do. I think he's got all the talent. He's got all the pieces. He reminds me a little bit of Cam. He's got the gun. He can run a little bit. Uh, he, he's just a, he's got all the tools that you need. And Michigan has not had a game changer playmaker at the quarterback position since probably like Denard or something. So he's, he's a great player. He's who you want back there. I think generally he's got no no pieces. He, he's got no tools. They have their receiving core is terrible. Um, they have a good running back uh, cohorts. It's really just a running back by committee uh, situation. But generally, I, I I don't blame Milton as much as some of his receivers. They drop so many passes, and you can't have that if you're going to have a spread high powered offense which is what Josh Gaddy's really looking to run. And Greg Schiano, very familiar with defending that type of offense. I think this is going to be a very, very strong performance for our defense. I think we've got one of the best D lines in the conference, like we said before, got one of the best linebacking cores. Our secondary has been tested, but you know, the first four games, you certainly could give a lot of excuses for why they weren't making certain plays. I think this is a game where, it's going to be close, and we got to make those plays in the secondary uh, against the Wolverines. Now, Mike, how do you think um, how do you think Rutgers offensively matches up against Michigan's defense? Michigan's defense historically has always given us problems. Um, 
However, I I don't see the same, you know, the same type of honestly, I don't see the same type of swarm from them which you've seen in the past. And I don't know if that's like because of all the thing that's going on with them or if it's because um they're not as talented, which I don't think that's the ca that's the case at all. You're absolutely right, Shoney. I think, uh, you know, this is not the Michigan football team that uh, beat Rutgers five, six years ago. What was it, 68? Yeah, 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 football viewing experience being able to text Shoney immediately after about that 68 78 nothing trounce uh um, no, not your same team is basically what I'm trying to say I mean the the defense to Ryan's point it was supposed to be Michigan's calling card it was going to be what was going to take us over the top you know we returned seven or eight defensive starters it was going to be a great season for them and our defense has just let us down consistently and Don Brown is supposed to be the guy, right? He's, he comes from Boston College in so many great years when he was starting out with the with the defense, and they they cannot stop a nosebleed this season. So it's frustrating to watch, and I think that uh, this game is definitely a wake-up call for the Michigan defense. If they cannot stop Rutgers, it says a lot about this team. Uh, and everybody's <laughs> under fire already, so I'm sure they'll be ready to play. But, I mean, if the pass is any indicator of future results, you're not going to see the same type of defense that you've seen in years past. And you're going to see that Rutgers offense really take advantage of that with Isaiah Pacheco, Noah Vedral, Bo Melton. I don't think Michigan has a guy who can cover Bo Melton. And I think that they're going to bracket him. They're going to do all sorts of things to roll safeties over to him. I think, Ryan, I think we're going to see a pretty good game from Aaron Cruikshank finally. And and listen, he's had pretty solid games, but I think that this could be a breakout performance for him. Well, going back to Don Brown, Don Brown is definitely one of the brighter minds in college football he's been for the past, you know, decade or so. But People forget that, you know, just during this year and during last year, too, is that Michigan just plays man coverage. They don't necessarily have the guys to hang with Bo Mellon or Aaron Cruikshank. Hopefully they think of a different game plan for their sake. But if we get one-on-one -on -one matchups, I think Cruikshank and Bo Mellon will be able to take advantage of those. And as long as we protect No Vedral and makes good decisions, I think that we can have a good game offensively. But it's really going to come down if we can establish the run. I like Noah Vedro. I think he's a good system quarterback, but we need to be able to run in order to throw. We're not that team that can just drop back a million times, just pick apart a defense. Maybe we can more this week, but we really got to be able to run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco. And that comes down to the trenches. And Michigan always had dudes on the defensive line. They're freaking Michigan. So we just got to be, be physical. We got, you know, uh, Sean Gleason has to, you know, keep the play calls good. He's got to, you know, mix it up. He's got to do maybe some trick plays. Um, so it's going to be a defensive battle. I think that this game is probably the total of points is probably going to be under 40. I can see it being like a 2017, 21, 15, you know, some, something in that range. Like it's going to be a slugfest and, you know, whoever makes the bigger plays and whoever doesn't, because turnover is going to be key. If Rutgers cannot turn the ball over and we can force Michigan maybe to turn over or the other way around, that team's going to win. 
Yeah, we haven't been able to force turnovers consistently since that Michigan State game. Going back to Ryan's point, Mike, about our win against Michigan State being a little bit of an anomaly, um, I think this is a really good Rutgers team, and we saw a really good version of them. And I think the issue is now you have more film on us. We we had a new coaching staff. We had new players. You couldn't really see what's going on with uh, w- under the hood with Rutgers. Now you kind of have a game plan for us, and we have to readjust. We we haven't done as good a job turning the ball over defensively, and that's that's how you when you that's how you win football games. You have to win the turnover margin. And Michigan being a team that I think we can get some turnovers against, but I think the most important thing for Rutgers. More important than getting turnovers is not turning the ball over. Because I do think that if we could cut our turnovers in half the last couple games, particularly the Illinois game, I think we'd be we'd be in those a little bit more. You know, and even the Indiana game, I think we'd be we would have been in that. You know, Michigan's uh, first eight drives of the Wisconsin game, we had three turnovers. So if you want turnovers, this is definitely your game to get them. I think uh, I think you guys should walk away from this season being happy with what Greg Schiano has done for for the Rutgers franchise. I think the goal here is can we keep some of these New Jersey players in states? And if you can do that, then give it two years. And I think that this is an entirely different Rutgers team. That's why this game is so important, though, because year after year, you see Jim Harbaugh come into New Jersey and take the top players away. And he went out of his way a couple years ago in 2016 to run up the scoreboard when Rutgers had like all their top recruits in. It was absolutely Bush League. And this is a game that, you know, Greg Schiano is going to want to absolutely stick it to Jim Harbaugh and say, stay the hell out of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this. I think the story nature of the programs are different. Like, obviously... I, I hope I'm not uh, offending you guys, but I think, you know, the Michigan brand name, Michigan football carries more weight, at least now, than the the Rutgers brand name. But I'm curious, as like former athletes, uh, do you guys feel that, you know, given that you're, you know, if you're from the the area, does that really give a, a program a leg up in terms of recruiting? Oh, 100%. Yeah, you get to... Coach Ciano, man, I mean, nobody's been able to recruit the state of Rutgers, as we call it, which is everything the the state touches, Um, but especially New Jersey. No one's been able to recruit that area more than Greg Ciano. I mean, Greg Ciano's last year at Rutgers, he had the best recruiting class in history. He he had a bunch of five-star, he had a couple, he had a five-star recruit, four-star recruits, kids that could have went to Penn State, Michigan. I mean, this guy, like if he wasn't coaching football, he'd be the major CEO of some crazy company like that guy can that guy can sell everything and he's he is just like out of this world and I think he brings that state pride and and I mean listen I went to a different school I went to Syracuse my freshman year and then came back to Rutgers it's it's just different when you're from New Jersey and you and you put on that uh that block R and and says Rutgers across your chest because you're representing New Jersey you're representing your family you're representing your friends you know it's 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 just it just means more when you go to Rutgers and you're from New Jersey and I think nobody does does it better when it comes to relaying that message and that pride than Greg Schiano. So this is a very big, so, so this, so this, this is a really important game, like I said before, because 
it, it when Coach Ciano walks into um, Don Bosco Prep, Bergen Catholic, Montclair High School, all these top high schools, like, and he says, you should stay home, represent your state. Oh, we beat Michigan. Beat Michigan. You don't have to go to Michigan. We, we beat them. So that, that's a big deal, man. Um, yeah, going back, piggybacking off that point, um, as it's seen in just Rutgers history in general, if Rutgers wins a little bit, more kids will be inclined to stay in New Jersey. So even though Greg, Greg Schiano, who's been our best coach, was really, when he left to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was one game over 500 for his 11-year career before going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So as long as we win a little bit and there's hope for, the, for Rutgers, we will be able to retain those New Jersey guys. But uh, but let's but Mike let's go back to J- let's Mike let's go back to Jim Harbaugh for a second because I've always been a Jim Harbaugh guy I've always thought he was a good coach I mean he was really good in San Francisco um, Vic Fangio and Greg Roman were his coordinators but you know being a good head coach is putting the people around you to be successful um, I think the first couple years of Michigan really showed a bunch of hope then the last couple years it's kind of taken a downturn even though that everybody loves Josh Gaddis. I think that his style of offense is much different than Jim Harbaugh's. Jim Harbaugh is a pro-style guy, you know, punch you in the mouth, you know, beat you into the dirt. Well, Josh Gaddis is more of this finesse game. And I think that they're in almost like a transition period recruiting because they don't have those guys that are necessarily like those spread, you know, playmakers. And it's kind of, you know, showed the result of them not having that good of an off. So what's your opinion, Jim Harbaugh, being a Michigan man, Jim Harbaugh being a Michigan man, is there any other person that you would want right now? Because I think Jim Harbaugh is kind of still the guy. I know you guys are paying him a shitload of money. So tell me about Jim Harbaugh. I like him, but, you know, his hot seat is the hottest in probably the country right now and probably been the hottest seat, you know, comparatively in the country. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Ryan. That's a, that's a great question, and, and, and you're bringing up some great points. I was on campus in 2016. I was a junior when we brought in Jim Harbaugh, and I can tell you the hype was real. He had, we had Harbaugh going for us. Shoney, I'm sure you can appreciate. We just uh, we dropped Adidas, and we went full, uh, full yep. Jordan brand. Swag kid. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, yeah it was it was sweet. I was I was so excited to get back to campus. And then I remember those first couple of years, it was like, yeah, we have Harbaugh, but like we have a lot of the players from from the old regime, uh, from like the Brady Hoke era. So, you know, it was like, oh, like how much can Harbaugh really do? And Harbaugh was great. Harbaugh was winning games. We weren't winning the big games. And I think for the last like three or four years, the knock on Harbaugh has consistently been, yeah, he's good, but we're not beating Ohio State. We're not beating Michigan State. And if you're not beating Ohio State, you're not beating Michigan State, then at a certain point, you can never really get over the hump. But nevertheless, Harbaugh held the ship. He had a you know a, a strong program, a great foundation, a good culture, all these things that enabled Michigan football to be competitive. And I think this season really puts holes in that. No longer are you not beating Michigan State and Ohio State, but now you're not beating Wisconsin. You're not beating Indiana, right? Like it's been decades since Michigan hasn't not been able to beat Indiana. I mean, going forward, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I mean, you're, you're really in a, in a tough position. You beg the guy to come, but he just hasn't delivered. And I think if that's the case, uh, it's been six seasons. I think it's time to, to move on and start looking elsewhere. And I say that even as a jet fan, 
uh, knowing that we could be getting uh, Jim Harbaugh down the road. Uh, but I, I, I really think that he, you know, as a Michigan fan, it's, it's time to move. On. Yo, are you kidding me? Like, me? do you know what Ryan and I would do to have those records for Rutgers? <laughs> are you kidding me? Do yeah, you know what I, kind of school Rutgers would be if we went 11 and two, like Michigan did a couple of years ago, and we're consistently winning nine and 10 games, Rutgers would eventually be like a powerhouse because of the, the Jersey culture and the, and the immense support and the location to New York city um, only being 30 miles or yeah, like 35 miles away and like a freaking 50 minute train ride. Like Rutgers would be an absolute powerhouse if we had the records Michigan had the last six years. So I don't want to freaking hear it, man. It's totally different, man. You, you, you're, you're marrying apples to oranges. When the Tampa Bay Rays knock it out of the park this season and, you know, and lead the AL East, it's a shocker. It's amazing. You want everything for that young team. When the Yankees perform decently enough, make the playoffs and lose in the, in the championship series, not only is it expected, but it's disappointing. You have entirely different sets of expectations. But Michigan's they're- never been the Yankees, man. They, they, they're the winningest program in college football because they're one of the oldest, just like Rutgers. Not because they've been awesome. They've only won more than 11 games. Uh, actually, they've only won 11 games a couple times in the history of their program. You're talking about Michigan? Yeah. Dude, that, that, this is all recent. This is like last like 20, 25 years, right? Like historically, the Michigan football program has been great. And what's frustrating about Harbaugh is not only has his, his teams have been, you know, okay, not good enough to beat the best, but we continue to churn out NFL talent. Like, what is the disconnect? We're not able to beat these teams, yet we have all these great players. What else do we need to get over the hump? And I think at a certain point, you start asking yourself, who can I blame, right? Like, that's just uh, unfortunately the way it goes. Michigan fans, finger pointers, huh, Rye? Finger pointers. See, see, Rutgers, we're thumb pointers. <laughs> we call this, we call this yeah, get- ourselves accountable. I'm sorry, this is coming from a guy that replaced their head coach this season. No. So, I mean, at a certain point, you have to respect and appreciate that, like, this isn't working. We have to try something different. <laughs> I mean, like, goal? your goals to go 500 or are your goals to win bowl games? I mean, our goal, I mean, yo, I, we, we were like, <laughs> Rutgers the last, like, since Coach Shiano left, we have been just. Outside of like the first year with Coach Flood when they what they shared the Big East, Rutgers has been terrible. Um, six and six and seven, eight and five, four and eight, two and ten, four and eight. Uh, I, listen, two and ten. my litmus test is is Jim Harbaugh's team's been better than Rutgers' teams, then for sure. Like I'm gonna keep Jim Harbaugh. No, I'm saying that's why we got rid of our coaches, though. Like, <laughs> like. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we had that stability, like, right. which which we're getting with Coach Chiano, we are getting football. Like, you cannot compare. Like, listen, okay, this is your bowl game performance in the last four years, right? For for Michigan, <laughs> Alabama 35, Michigan 16, Florida 41, Michigan 14, South Carolina 26, Michigan 19, Florida State 33, Michigan. 32 Dalvin cook shows up in December 26. The point is that the team has not been winning, right? We need more out of the team. This is a storied franchise. Uh, Excellence and greatness is expected. And if you're not getting it, then you need to change it. 
And I, it's not like I feel it. Our Ryan, you said it. What is he making? Ten million a year? The guy's getting paid. I think he's making eight. Yeah, I think he's making eight, right? I mean, eight to ten. He's anywhere in between there. He's like the highest paid. He's like after Dabo, I think he's in the top. He's like the second highest paid coach in uh, college football. Okay. Yeah, he is getting paid. Those are that's Mike's hey, hey. Mike Mike's tuition dollars. <laughs> yeah, man, he's getting paid. Come on, dude. Hey, it ain't cheap to go to Michigan well, out of state. I mean, it is not cheap. Yeah, I mean, here's 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 my thing is that I think Harbaugh's definitely been better than Brady Hoke. Like, I think a lot of people would be better than Brady Hoke, but Harbaugh came in with such high expectations, like, hey, I'm going to be a national title contender every single year, and he clearly hasn't lived up to it. I think that's part of the perception problem. I think Harbaugh's a good coach. I think that he can really take the brand of Michigan and keep it where it is. I don't necessarily know who can still do that, but at this point, with the amount of money they're paying him, I think they're going to part ways, and Michigan might be worse because of it. But I think the fan base is fed up with Harbaugh, and I think the media is just getting to Michigan and being like, hey, this guy came in and be like, hey, I'm going to compete with Ohio State, which he hasn't really done besides in 2016. So I think, sadly, Michigan, Harbaugh is going to be gone. I think that he might go back to the NFL, but I don't know. I think he's a good coach. I think he's good at Michigan, but you know, clearly the expectations are a lot higher and we can't compare Michigan to Rutgers, even though that we wish we could, because we're in the big 10 now with everybody, but it just, it's just not the same. Well, this year we, we this year we're comparing them and, and I think Rutgers is going to chop the crap out of Michigan. Wow. Bold. Hey, <laughs> okay. chop the crap out of Michigan. Get yeah. a dog. Yeah, we're gonna chop chop them down, baby. Yo, we're gonna chop them. Yo, I think. Hey, we go go. I think that if our quarterback Noah Vedral, if he cannot get fooled by Don Brown's defense and he can stick to the script and he can take care of the football and be more accurate, we will have a chance to win this football game. I, I think that we're gonna we're gonna give Michigan some problems. And I think especially special teams-wise, Rutgers is one of the best special teams teams in the Big Ten. And we're going to play field position, and we're going to put you – we're going to – we are going to put you guys in positions where you have to go 90 yards to get a touchdown, where you have to where – you, where you guys have to pick up our blitzes eight times on a drive, or not eight times, where you guys have to pick up our blitzes four to five times a drive because you're going to have to go eight to ten plays to score. So I think this is going to be – a very close game, and I think Rutgers has a really good shot to win this game. And listen, last week with Illinois, we thought that it was going to – I thought Rutgers was going to win big. I thought Rutgers was was a much better team than Illinois. However, um, you know, I think we, we might have didn't keep our foot on the gas a little bit, and, and we, we were careless with the football at the end of the game, um, and we didn't finish the, that game. But I think that's a learning experience that we're going to learn. You don't think that if Rutgers has a – a, a little bit of a lead against Michigan in that third quarter that we're going to be really focused to, to try to close that thing out. Now here's from an analytical perspective, however, in however Rutgers has been outscored every single game and outplayed every single game in the second quarter, every game this season, we need to close that gap in that second quarter. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's we're going off script and we're not making the adjustments fast enough or if it's, you know, we're just, you know, getting outplayed because teams are, are making 
because teams are like, okay, Rutgers just punched us in the mouth. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting serious now. I don't know what it is, but we have to get more second quarter production and then fourth quarter production, particularly this game, because we've been getting that fourth quarter production in, a, in previous games, but we didn't see it last game. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think that it's either going to, I think Rutgers is going to win a close game, or I think this is almost like a get right game for Michigan. You know, the backs against the wall and, you know, they're just going to keep fighting and it's going to be necessary. I don't really know if it's going to be a close game, you know, if Michigan comes out and plays us, but you know, if Michigan has their backs against the walls and, you know, they're kind of down on coach Harbaugh and they don't feel like playing for him anymore. I think Rutgers can pull up for the win. I mean, I think he's a good coach. I think he cares about his players. I know that I think he just loves football. I know that, you know, there's rumors and I think that, you know, with Harbaugh, this there's becomes this media craze around him. But, you know, I, don't know what's I take happen. that back. Just- I take that back because I think he's such an a, he's such a non media guy, similar to Belichick. Right. Where he just doesn't give him anything. And I think when you don't give him anything, you kind of piss them off a little bit to where they just create a frenzy. So I think you're right. We'll see what happens. Mike, what's your feelings on this? I think um, I think you're right. I, I agree with Ryan. I'm not seeing – Sean, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing a Rutgers blowout here. I do think you can win. I well, it's, I didn't say, okay, okay. I was talking shit, but, but, but yeah. <laughs> talking I, shit. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be a Rutgers blowout, but I, we're going we're gonna to chop your ass in half. <laughs> I, I can definitely see a Rutgers win here. I think the key, uh, if you're Michigan, you got to get the defensive line going. I think – I think that is the matchup where you have the best advantage. Um, I'm watching Aiden Hutchinson this game. Um, but I think if you can contain the defensive line, and if I think you will be able to move the ball against this Don Brown defense, I think you will be able to put up some points. And if you can do that, then I, I think that you can win a close one. But we'll see. I, I, I still give the edge to Michigan. I would think Michigan by six but we'll see. Yeah, that line's absolutely like – it should probably be like what it was last week, six and a half. I agree. Oh, Mike should be a consultant for, for these uh, these <laughs> these betting places. I'd be honored. Yeah, was gambling I'll expert, me- Mike. <laughs> gambling exactly. No, no, I can't do it, boys. I'm too busy going on the uh, yeah. pod Ryan and show. Yeah, well, Mike, well, Mike, I'm I'm glad you could. Um, I'm really glad that you came on and uh, and gave us a pretty good inside view of Michigan. And um, I think Rutgers matches up really well. And appreciate you, man. Um, and hopefully you can uh, you can come on and uh, review the Michigan game with us uh, Sunday or Monday. Gentlemen, can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll chat soon. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.